All right. Eric Stevenson, how are you doing, sir? Bonnie, I'm doing awesome. How are you today? I am excellent. I'm happy to have you here. It has been a long time coming. We talked about this for a while, but I'm glad to have you in the building. Um, how are things going in your world? My world, it's it's been great. Uh, Team Epigasi's back at the office. We're rocking. We're rolling uh, into a new year, and so things are popping, and I'm yeah. feeling good about it. And so we want to grow. We want to shake, and so... Yeah, things are going good. Awesome. Uh-huh. Well, let's talk about it. You said it. Uh, Team Epicosity. Um, what is it that you all do? What kind of space are you in? Tell us a little bit for those who do not know sure. Epicosity, uh, what it is that you all do. Sure, sure. Full service advertising agency. So started off as a little small company in a basement of a church, actually, uh, nice. 15 years ago. Yeah. And so we uh, we started off small as just a video production company. We've grown into the second largest advertising agency uh, here in South Dakota. And so we do everything from websites, mm-hmm. digital, branding, uh, a lot of strategy development. You know, things are so important today that it's like you have a good vision for where your brand's going. Mm-hmm. And it's just as expensive to place bad advertising and go in the wrong places as it is to, to try and hone in on where your audience yeah. is in today's world. That's That's a challenge to do. Well, you mentioned a lot of things. One of the consistent things of the folks that we have here on the exec series is that whether they do different things, a bunch of different things, or they have one organization that does a, a bunch of different things, right. um, th- that's usually how they approach stuff. They always got kind of things moving, right? Right. Um, and in your instance, you guys have a lot of different functions in being full service, which means that's departments, different perspectives, different work schedules, creating flow. That is a challenging thing. It is. Um, how do you start to wrap your mind around what it is you all are, are tasked to do? Right. You know, one of our core values is we is more powerful than me. And so we have to have a team mentality. Mm-hmm. Like creativity, it's, it's not like we're, we're an assembly line. We just make widgets, like just pump off 100 widgets today and, and, and we're good. It's about having different kinds of talent working together, bringing different skill sets together. And so, yeah, it's over the years, we've had to try a lot of different things to get people yeah. organized. Yeah. And, you know, when you bring in, we're such a, a talent-dominated company, right? Uh, our talent is the most important thing that we have. Uh, when you bring in somebody that's new, it's like it changes the dynamic of that. Mm. So you uh, sometimes have to be like, okay, is the way we did things, is it right now? You know, yeah. and, you're, and especially if you're trying to experiment, like marketing is changing. And the, and the market is moving and we have to be trying new things, challenging ourselves to think differently as different audiences move around and they absorb media yeah. in different ways. And so we've gotten, gotten used to moving, trying things, switching things around and, yeah. and being nimble. And that's, uh, as you're growing, it's like, it's the thing that helps you to get started, but it's the thing that we've tried to not lose as we've yeah. grown is, is how to be nimble, how to be quick, how to, how to you know, change on a dime and make sure that we're staying up with the marketplace. Cause you know, I didn't, I didn't come from the background of like a legacy agency or something like that, mm-hmm. where I was like, this is how creative's done. This is the process. Mm-hmm. We've been like, what's the market doing? Where is it going? And how do we make sure we anticipate that and try to be ahead of it? Yeah. Okay. How do you, how do you manage that piece of it? Cause you know, for me, mm-hmm. the marketing and messaging is probably the most powerful tool available, I, I equate it to fire. You know, it's literally like discovering fire. 
when people doing things, they have to be motivated to do them. They have to be informed to do them. They have to be educated to do them. They have to be inspired to do them. They have to know they're not doing them. Your ability to message to people and communicate things to people and reach people is it is one of the most powerful abilities that you can have, which is a big thing altogether. But when you're trying to make a business of it and you're trying to make something that grows and functions and can produce something with consistency on time, it requires process. And process normally flies in the face of creativity and experimentation. Absolutely. How do you go about navigating that piece of it? What is your mind state? What is your approach when you think about trying to make all of that work? And that's not even, we didn't even mention the sales piece of it, right? Right. What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How do we put it all together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that's important, and again, I go back to talent, it's like hiring the right people. Like you said, how do you stay motivated? How do yeah. you, you know, wake up and say, well, this is my passion. You got to start by bringing the right people in the bus, people yeah. that are passionate about what they do. Like that's, that's what we look for in those interview rooms is like, do you care about the craft? Cause we care a lot about doing amazing work. We care mm-hmm. a lot about our clients success. We care about growing them. You know, when we're their advertising agency, it's like, we should be one of the most exciting parts of the day. Cause we're talking about culture. Yeah. We're talking about growth. We're talking about sales opportunities. I mean, we're talking about, messaging an organization what it stands for so this should be an exciting part yeah. of the day so people are driven by that but to organize all of that there's you know there's systems that we have to have mm-hmm. and and i come from a very operational background mm-hmm. i like things to be nice and in line and in sync and like the next step the next step yeah. the next step right so it's helpful that i feel that way but listening to the creative staff and listening to what they want and how they want to work is really important. Cause I think operations goes this far and then we have to like stop right? and say, well, hold on. This is where we end. And this is where we have to have flexibility for talented people to do what they mm. do. Cause you can, you can micromanage the process. And, you know, I think that that just stifles creative. So I, I view a line in the sand, yeah. right? It's, it's probably one of the most important balancing acts. Got to have your stuff and do things consistently have the systems in place so people know what's up next. Mm-hmm. But after that, whatever their process is, whatever their mindscape is to like make that happen, you got to let them do their thing. Yeah. Well, to that point, so you are, uh, you are, like you said, process focused. You are sure. an achiever. You're a, literally a mountain climber. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's one of the things that you're into, trying to climb all of those mountains. And I know this because we, we work with you. And uh, uh, I know I have to make someone that's a process person crazy because I'm super not a process person. (laughs) So I'll probably make you nuts. But just even since we were with you, you know, watching you and being with you as you go on your journey of navigating how to create space for all of this creativity and energy and still lead it in a direction and still corral the energy and still get everybody on the bus, everybody on the same page. I don't think the average person appreciates the gravity of that task. Sure. Why in the world would you sign up for that? Right, right. Are you talking about me personally? Or yeah, just what, yeah you personally. What in you right. makes you want to do that? You could, you're talented at a lot of stuff. You could do a lot of different sure, things. Sure. This is not like your only move. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. So why? Right, right. Well... <laughs> Motivation is something that I don't have to work hard at. Like, mm-hmm. I just I just want to achieve the best. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, people say, well, how do you stay motivated? I'm like, I don't know how you are not motivated mm. to, to do things. And 
And I don't know, it's just this driver, this fire within me that, that has always been there to achieve something great. But one thing that we've done with Think3D, and I think it's been really important, is but how do you sum that up, right? right. And so I, I come down to my purpose statement. That's uh, mm. uh, really been important for me to identify, well, why is it that I wake up every day? What's important to me as a human being beyond just being an executive and trying to, to, to be a leader? And so I think with my purpose, it's about living the best life that I possibly can because uh, a lot of people don't know this. We have two, be- my wife and I have two beautiful children, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been blessed with them. They, they're our world. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, our, they're why we wake up. But we also have two children that didn't make it to this world, mm. okay? And so my purpose is fulfilled. It's a place. So my wife and I are at a table in heaven and mm. we get to meet our two unborn children for the first time. And I get to say their names to them for the first time. Yeah. And then they're going to ask me, Daddy, what was life like on earth? You know? Yeah. What story am I going to tell them? Yeah. What's the story of my life? They don't know what earth is. They don't know what greed is. They don't know what achievement is. Well, I tell them. Yeah. You know? And so I think when, when you sum it down to every single day is an opportunity to be your best self, yeah. to, to achieve that, it just becomes very obvious that it's like, I'm going to try and get the most out of today because that's going to play into to what I tell my unborn children someday. That's powerful because that's that beyond motivation. You sure. know what I mean? Like some people, um, you know, they talk about money because sometimes we talk about money because that's the only thing we know how to talk about. It's the only currency that is ever really talked about. But let's be honest, that's not the reason why we do anything that helps us do the things that we want to do. But that's not the reason why we do anything. But that, what you're talking about is legacy, the life that you have lived, the contribution that you have made. In what ways are you trying to live that out through the organization? Obviously, that's something that's important to you. That's a very unique story that you just told that is relative to you. Other people share it, but this is specific to you. But when you talk about setting forth the mission and the passion and the drive of what it is you're trying to do with this organization, like what are you guys trying to do? What's the impact that you want to make? Right, right. Yeah, it's there's so many things to do. It's like a lot of times I respect what Steve Jobs said about Apple. It's like, we spend just as much time thinking about what we shouldn't do as we do thinking about what we should do, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many things to accomplish. But I think the awakened champions mantra, that's that's what we've adopted recently because, you know, it's when you guys came to work with us, one of the things that I already knew is we spend more time at work mm-hmm. than we do with our families. Family is the most important thing to me, but I spend a lot of time at work. And so... We really look to awaken the champions within our teammates, our clients, and our community. And so that's what our focus point is, is how do we be the best versions of ourselves? How do we make our clients the best brands they can be, the most empowered brands, the ones that they actually believe in? People show mm-hmm. up to work and they're like, I believe in this company. Yeah. I believe in where it's going. Um, and then how does that translate into what we're doing for our communities and our community, communities worldwide? Um, you know, we, we were donating to a charity in the Philippines from one of our, our biggest clients. And it was this house that um, helped young girls who are in a really bad situation get out of that, go to a home where they felt safe so they could build their lives mm-hmm. and, and start over. And so when we think about the impact that makes within our team, our clients, and then these community members, like how do you not show up every single yeah. day and be like, I'm doing something that's purposeful, I'm doing something that's magical, um, and I'm doing something that, that – that I should wake up for. I should be excited yeah. about starting this day. Yeah. So. 
Well, Awakened Champions, right? Like, that is a super cool phrase. It looks like it would be awesome on a T-shirt and sure. all those other type of things. But for a lot of businesses, that's a scary concept. Like, that's an intimidating concept. What do you mean you want to awaken champions? No, I just want you to put this ad out so I can get this person to buy this thing. <laughs> How do you onboard people to that concept? Because what if somebody says, I want to do some vanilla, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Like, how do you approach that? Absolutely. Yeah, we had, we've had to draw some lines in the sand about saying these are the kinds of clients we want to work with. We set our core pillars, and part of that is being bold. We want to work with brands that want to lead, that want to grow. Mm -hmm. And the, I think that they, the, the clients that we look for have two distinct understandings. One is that there's so much noise in the marketplace right now. I mean, just think about how many things on our phones, in, in the public space, are drawing for your attention every yeah. second. And it's not like people's attention spans are getting longer. Right. Right? So you got to stand out. And and there's studies out there. We have some research to back this, but they the one study that I looked to is that there are six thousand companies that they that they looked at the marketing and branding efforts that they were doing. And it's our tendency when we're thinking about things to try and play it safe because we don't want to get in trouble. When we start sticking our neck out, when we start mm -hmm. taking risks, mm -hmm. so we get to that scary place, right? And so, but the, when they looked at these 6,000 companies, the ones that really pushed things, the ones that got out of their comfort zone saw the most growth. They saw their goals actually being achieved. And so we look at today's marketplace, like playing it safe is risky in itself because you don't stand out in a crowded marketplace. Right. So I think that that's, you have to have somebody who wants to push boundaries, who wants to do that. Um, and then it's really just staying the course after that. Mm -hmm. Like if you make the decision to do so, you have to say, well, does my organization actually believe in yeah. what we're saying? Like you said, it's Awakened Champions fits great on a t-shirt. I could put it on the wall, but actually making it real yep. within our organization and making a brand real within the clients that we serve, that's a lot harder. And it, it takes everybody being on the same page, pushing mm -hmm. that forward because the customers feel it, right? Right. If you're not, if, if I'm not trying to awaken champions when you show up and you do business with us, you'll right. feel it. Well, and it's one of those things that you got to talk about a lot. And I think people take that part for granted. You know, f you know, for us, I think most people, when they get to that point as a business, if you ever get to that point as a business, and I hope anybody that's in the services industry gets to this point, which is the power is not in your ability to say yes. The power is in your ability to say no. Yeah. And you have to be in a certain position to be able to say, no, we just recently arrived at a place where we get to say, it's not going to work for us because you're not engaged to do what is necessary, which is, which has been especially beneficial for us because everybody we work with are people who we want to work with. So we never get mad at the work because we chose these people in some way. Right. Um, the other piece of it is, is that we are engaged and we care about the people who we work with, which is super important to us. But sometimes, you know, for the business, we want to see the business grow and everything. And it's easy for people to talk about just making money. We can easily just say, well, what are we going to do to make money? And, and one of our mantras, a part of our Think 3D way, is we do what, what works, not what sells. Right. Um, because we believe what works sells. And if what works doesn't sell, then we're in the wrong business. Mm -hmm. That's just not what we're interested in doing. You know, we're not trying to bamboozle people. But that's a conversation that has to happen all of the time. And right. so when you're trying to balance against... You know, feeding the coffers, building the books, doing those things, bringing in the dollars, because you guys are a very successful 
organization from that aspect. You know what I mean? Like you guys do that part really, really, really well. And so how do you, again, how do you, how do you stay on mission? How do you balance the need from being that successful business that has a really great valuation that gives you positioning to do a bunch of different things for your organization, like take care of people in different countries and balance that with the mission and the feeling that you're trying to achieve or trying to get to? I think it's easier now. Uh, it's, it's hard to, I used to be the youngest person in my organization. Now after 15 years, I'm not the youngest right, right, person right, there right, anymore, right. right? But to be honest with you, the school of hard knocks has taught me yeah. a lot because we've had plenty of relationships where our core pillars were not respected. Yeah. We didn't establish them, but we're in the wrong industry, wrong client, and you can go into those relationships, but they're really short, right? Because they don't fit what you want. It's, it's relationship is a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that both sides want the same thing. It doesn't always have to mean you're on the same page. Yeah, There's always differences in when we're brought in to not just agree with the organizations that we're doing business with. But I've just learned that, you know, if you, if you get into with the wrong client or the wrong situation and they – would be better served by a company that doesn't want to do what we want to do. It's just better to say no because yeah. cause a lot of strain on the morale side of things mm-hmm. in my organization, cause a strain for the clients reputation. And so saying no has become easier because it's almost worse when you say yes. And it's the wrong situation because nobody leaves yeah. happy. Right. And so sure. it's, it, it is about, you have to think about, college funds for our employees and mm-hmm. client success, you know, those are all things that we have to weigh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's real jobs and, and real consequences. Um, but, you know, just taking on clients, just to take them on just doesn't work. It doesn't work for either side. And so we just learned the hard way. And so if anybody's listening to this, it's hard to say no for the first time, Man. but it gets easier because you just know it's the right thing to do. You yeah. just do. You just do. I remember me and Tammy were sitting in the room by by ourselves looking at each other like, what are we going to do next month? You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like, it's hard to say no in those moments where you're like, give it to us. We'll take whatever. We'll That's do whatever. real. That's real. It's funny. We were going through a box and we saw like old, you know, discount, whatever things we were going to do, cars we were sending people like, we'll do whatever for free. You know, it's stuff that just seems bonkers right now. And I realized that some of that we had to do at that particular point in time. But it's interesting looking back at that just to be able to say how different it feels when you have the positioning to be able to create the partnerships that you want. Because I think sometimes, even from an employee-employer perspective, I think what people get confused is that somehow one side is doing the other side a favor. And that's just not the case. Like, they're partners. You know what I mean? Like, somebody is giving me a monetary value, and I'm giving them time, energy, and efforts. Like, we always are very clear to say people don't work for us. People don't work for you. They report. Right. Me, right. There's an organizational structure, no doubt about it. That's right. real. Right. But you don't work for me. You work for your family. You work for your friends. You work for your future. You work for the things that you're trying to have. You work for your life, your quality of life. And that's why you should be here. You shouldn't right. be here for me. And I think that concept is such a hard concept to engage with folks and balance all those things out. One of the things you you also mentioned in the word we, you know, we say a lot, which is relationship. And I'm always just Really um, interested in the relationship with your um, ownership group in particular, yeah. you you and your initial partner, but just because you guys have a similar dynamic to Tamian and I, where we kind of say we share a brain in many ways, right? 
but we're very different in our approaches and kind of our styles and how we deal about and you and your partner are the same way. Yeah. Tell me about that dynamic and when you are building these things. So most people never get to a point where what they are building are as, is as successful as Epicosity. Sure. Most people never get to that place. Sure. What is that like? What was that dynamic like of building this thing and now you're sitting at the top of this thing and you're trying to hold on to, you know? Right. Man, there's a lot of stories throughout the years <laughs> I, could, I could tell on this one. Um, you know, I don't know what the statistic is, but partnerships, so ours is 15 years old, doesn't last that long typically. Yeah. Not even close statistically. Not and even so, close. you know, it's, 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 it's a relationship. It truly is. And, you know, three years ago, my business partner and I were not in a good place. We mm-hmm. were trying to decide. We, we turned 10 and, and, and we were trying to figure out, like, what do we want to do? Do you want to mm-hmm. keep pushing things? No offense. Uh, I, I think a lot of companies get to a certain point they kind of coast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a choice to say we're going to keep reinvesting. We're going to keep reinventing. It's harder to do it that way. And it's easier just to, to, to just sit around and be like, hey, we built this and now we're just going to sit here. You know, but that was not the choice we made, but that was a hard dynamic. And mm-hmm. because we're so different, I'm a process I like things to be nice and clean. He's a, you know, a relationship sales guy. So one of the things that's really been helpful, if I can throw out some wisdom out there, is like disc assessment or at least personality profiling to understand, Mm -hmm. like, I am me. I'm a a DC. Mm -hmm. And that's who I am. And, like, you you can't change those Mm -hmm. aspects about yourself. You can can work hard to be in other areas. But I think once we started to learn, oh, this is why – I do what I do. And this is why you do what you do. It was a mm-hmm. lot easier to understand. The, I wish we had learned it earlier, to be right. honest with you. But it started to be like, well, no, it's it's not, you don't do it my way and that's wrong. It's more about, oh, I understand now why you do yes. what you do. Now I know how to work with that. And yes. now I know how to, how do I use the strengths that you have and use the strengths that I have and know when those weaknesses are there. We naturally formed an order, you know, right, right, right. throughout the years, of course, of working together, but- it was just really eye-opening to to do that and then look at the entire team and understand like when I'm DC in this thing mm-hmm. and I'm telling people we're going to take over the world some people are like that sounds kind of scary I don't know if I want to <laughs> I don't want right, to do right, that that's aggressive. right right like that's that's my safe space that's where I feel good but it's about how do people receive the message yeah. right and I think that that's where I've been challenged as a leader recently is like how's the message received versus yeah. giving it the way that I want to give it yeah. right because it's, so much of it is, is is also just speaking in a language that people understand, they feel comfortable with. And again, as you're talking about how do we all move in mm-hmm. the same direction together, it's like people have to feel like they're a part of that movement. Yeah. And and to be quite frank, I want them to be part of that because a lot of times they have better ideas than I do. Yeah. I mean, you, you the positioning is important. We always say that, you know, especially in organizations, it's always good for leaders and, and frontline folks to be thoughtful about that you could be looking in the same direction and, and have very, very different perspectives you know a giraffe yeah. and a turtle are, can be looking in the same direction but they're going to see very different things they will one is seeing the top of grass the other one is going to see the top of trees and it's a different perspective and views and if you don't appreciate that it's very hard to create that connection um i think it's so interesting because again i'm the one in this group that's the free spirit that's all <laughs> over the place and and when you know when tammy and i refers you know sitting there he's a process person if he's not out doing something specific he will be at his desk that's what he does. He's going to do that thing. And that's part of the reason why this thing functions as an actual business, right? Right. Um, meanwhile, I don't have a desk anymore. Uh, I'm not 
physically going to be here if I don't have to. I'm at the conference table or right. I'm out in the world doing whatever and those type of things. And I do a lot of the social schmoozing, you know, all of those different things that bring us value in different ways. And when you're trying to figure out who's doing what and you want it to feel equitable and you want to feel like the other person is in it with you, that they're a partner. Yeah. It is very difficult if you don't know how that person sees uh, their work and what it is they're doing and how they contribute. So right. that's an interesting dynamic and that's very um, hard for a lot of people to get. But the other thing that you mentioned there is talking about having having to figure out how to use people's strength and, and that type of thing. Because one of the things that's also interesting to me when you talk about personality tests, which I feel like can be the downside of personality tests, is that sometimes people park themselves in the place. They right. say, well, I am what I am. This right. is what I am. So right. you can't expect me to do anything because I'm an introvert. But as I say with people all the time, being an introvert doesn't keep you from speaking to people. It just speaks to how you have to recharge and how you may have to disconnect. 100%. How do you balance that piece of it with knowing I'm a DC and this person's a whatever, but I'm still trying to grow. I'm still trying to get better here. I'm doing things that get out of my comfort zone. You're getting things that get out of your comfort zone. Because what we talk about with being a professional, yeah. Being a professional is being able to lead beyond your nature. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you lead beyond your nature? And what do you expect from others? Yeah, I think every person has the choice of when you stop going out of your comfort zone in your career, right? Mm -hmm. Because the moment you do that, you're not growing. You know, mm -hmm. if you're always comfortable in the room, then you're not challenging yourself, right. right? So just because you know what the parameters of your personality type are doesn't mean that you stop going into other areas. You just know that you're going to have to work harder. At mm -hmm. this aspect, you're gonna have to work harder, but I think it, it it prepares you for the challenge, right? And and again, if I was just like, yeah, I'm a DC, and so I'm gonna say it however I feel like mm -hmm. saying it, you know, it's like it's not gonna work very well for the organization. Yeah, and, and so you gotta you gotta push yourself and and enjoy the times when you're like in that space where the, like this moment was made for me, right? This is where I can just be my natural state, but I spend a lot of time outside of that. Right. You know, majority of my time uh, outside of that. And it just helps me to prepare and do those things. But yeah, I don't, I don't ever expect to stop challenging myself. My business right. partner doesn't expect to stop challenging themselves and, and our teammates too. They want to be challenged. Um, I'm just trying to put them in the space that they feel the most comfortable the most often. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a restriction just because you know. Right. You know, it's not an invitation to be complacent. It's not an invitation to to not challenge yourself. And again, the best leaders, I think you would agree, is just the people that are always putting themselves in seats of other people and yes. understanding what is, like you said, the turtle, like what's their viewpoint? What's the giraffe's viewpoint? And how do I relate to that? Because so much of our story is us moving together. We also have to believe in the same yeah. thing, right? And if I can't articulate that, if I can't communicate that, becomes a real challenge to get everybody moving in the right direction. Yeah. One thing I've been really excited about since we've been working together in in um in the the a special focus or the special focus on um on culture is again that as a preface for people quite a bit the, the misconception is is that we work with people with bad cultures and people with bad cultures don't call us. Right. right? Um if you have a culture where people say we're going to invest in making this better, you you're, you're at a pretty good place, right? You know, and when we started working together, one of the things that we we started working together in like COVID, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, you know, 
stuff was happening. People were working at home. You're coming in, masks, no masks, protocols, this, that, the third, all of this stuff was happening, you know? And I mean, I, you know, I had a chance to watch a lot of leaders deal with it and a lot of organizations, you know, deal with it. And I legit feel like you guys came out on the other side better. I know you had one of the better years from a business perspective that you ever had. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more clarity in terms of where you guys want to go, how you're going to approach it, and that type of thing. Talk about when you're going through crisis or you're going through a situation like that to not only get through it, but actually come out on the other side better, which for me is the real skill. It's not only taking that negative situation and surviving it, but how do you extract something? Tell us about that experience that you had. Right. No, it's, it's, it's been a pretty amazing journey for us. Again, we didn't have a bad culture, but it's mm-hmm. like, again, becoming the best versions of ourselves means you're always working on it, right? right. And the, having the best culture means that you're always working on it and you're doing things with intention. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think the journey, it was a hard one, you know, but I was proud of my team and they taught me things. Like we went remote like that, March 17th. We're like, okay, we're all gone. Boom. And so I was really nervous that things were going to fall apart and, you know, what's going to happen and all the things in the back of my brain. But we knew it was right because we want to protect our people. Like that was, that was the most important thing to us. But then they came back and they surprised me because they were just productive. They're on top of their things. They're coming up with ideas. They were collaborating in new ways that I hadn't seen them. So, again, the team came through for me too and surprised me in, in, in a lot of different ways. So it's – I also learned – a little bit of like, I don't have to have everything. It's not my job to make sure everything is all taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. I have a team that I can rely on. And I think some of that vulnerability, which I didn't like before, I had to confront during yeah. this process because there's a lot of talented people that want leadership positions and want those opportunities. And so behooves us give it to them. But I think just communication has been such a big thing. It's just being tapped in. Asking how people are going, like it's, it's that doesn't have to be the review, it doesn't have to be the one on one, doesn't have to be just checking in with folks, how are you doing, and starting to understand like that it's a conversation that 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 goes on. One of the coolest things I think that we've experienced in the last year is, you know, the leadership team was all like, hey, tell us what your problems are, that we're gonna fix them, we're gonna create mm-hmm. the solution, we're gonna make the change, you know, operationally, versus now the team's like, hey. I'm having this thing with my with my colleague. I just want to let you know, but I'm going to go take care of it. I'm going to have the conversation, and I'm like, oh, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. And so it's 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 just a shift between us feeling like we have to do everything to like folks feel empowered to go and do that on their own, and they and I feel like we've also spent the time though to do reps so that people can create that kind mm-hmm. of environment where they're like, okay, I have the tools now to go have the conversation with the client with my teammate yeah. to fix problems. And then quite frankly, even use that tool to accelerate. How do we get excited about something? How do we take things further? Yeah. So that that process is probably one of the most memorable is just the, the shift in the dynamic between we're gonna take care of things to a team that's empowered to solve problems. And they feel like, wow, you gave us permission. It's like you always had permission. Yeah. But it's but it's how we were communicating yep. and how they felt. Yep. And we had to tap into that. Well, why do you feel that? Well, why are you doing it this way? It's like there wasn't enough of a conversation going on, you know? And I think that took some vulnerability on our part 
to to really realize, well, we need we need to change the way that we converse too, and and yeah. and do it the right way. Well, that was a big thing for me, and getting uh, to spend time with you. I spend more time with you than anybody else in the organization, uh, at least up until this point. And one of the things that was really cool, especially as we were coming on, was um, you were in um, uh, involved with TEDx. And we are both have the pleasure of being TED speakers. And uh, and so we were going through this process where you were going through it, which was a big deal for you. Like this was like a big thing for you to kind of open up and do these type of things. I remember one of our first sessions that we did with the whole team. We were on the stage at the Washington Pavilion spaced out and all of those other type of things. And um, that was one of the first times that you delivered it before you were delivering a big moment. And I think that that was such a cool moment because it was super vulnerable for you, especially yeah. as an achiever, as a person who was nervous about doing this on this level. But then it was so cool to watch a team see you go through that and know that they had a chance to influence it, to uplift yeah. you, to pat you on the back, say you're going to do great, to support you and that type of thing. And that was just such a cool moment that I remember being able to witness. So just talk to me about that part and just kind of by the way make sure you guys uh check that out uh it should be on youtube now so um look at both of those but um t- tell me about that right you know f- for any leaders out there it's like you do have to be strong you have to have vision you have to have direction but it's like i didn't think the vulnerability was part of that right mm-hmm. and so i always thought for my team i had to be the mountain climber, I had to have all my stuff together, I had to have all the answers, and, you know, I couldn't show weakness. That was kind of where I had gotten to, and I thought that that was the right way. But I think what was funny is, like, I did not do well on that read-through on the TEDx, (laughs) at least in my opinion. Maybe other people thought I did well. I did not. Um, But I went up and I said, oh, I went up to one of my VPs, Sarah, and I was like, oh, man, I really messed that up, and like, oh, what do you think they thought and stuff like that? And she was like, well, it kind of shows you're human. So I think it was only good. And I was just like that acceptance of being like, you can just be a person and I don't have to be put together. I don't have to wear the suit all the time. Yeah. It, it seems so obvious, but I just gotten into this mode over the years where I thought I had to have the suit of armor on all the time, be strong for everybody versus that's, it's funny. It's like, that's not the team is asking me to do at all. Yes. You know, it's like, and I think that that's what's opened up so much of the conversation is once you get rid of that, it's like, well, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not who I am. Um, that, that's been super helpful. And what's been amazing is as I've kind of opened up and be like, you know what? I, I don't have the answer to this and I need your help. And I want to talk to you about this. And mm-hmm. this is how I feel. Not <laughs> being afraid to express <laughs> that every now and again. What's funny is that people have reciprocated that with me. It's like, well, this is how I feel. Just let me open up to you. Yes. Like that. So again, it's, it was an active choice that I had made is to put on this armor and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be this person. Um, and once you start to take it off, you're like, it's obvious that, that that's the way that you should be. You know? yeah. So I know it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but. It feels counterintuitive. But yeah. Like, it, was, it, was really, it was really fun to watch because it's one of those things where, you know, what we always help people understand is, you know, when you were a child, and your brother, sister, cousin, or whatever would pinch you or something like that, and you'd say, that didn't hurt, what would they do? Do it harder. They would do it harder. Right. Because it's hard for people to have affection for people they can't affect. Right. And so when a person seems like this otherworldly thing that's out there, people don't think that when they throw stuff at it, it hurts. Right. 
or they don't think that they're causing pain when they say something or when they don't say something like, I appreciate you or thank you. We always try to ask people, how many times have you gone to your leader and say, thank you for leading us? Thank you for worrying about all of us. Sure. You know, all those type of things. That's a really difficult thing. Um, Before we get out of here, a couple of things. Uh, I want to end with this one. Um, And we did this in our session, but we'll do the shorter version now. Uh, What's something that people need to know about you? Sure. What's something you want them to know about you? And what's something they may not know about you? May not know about you, right? Um, I think what people need to know about me is that, you know, I'm just trying to live out the Awakened Champions. Like, I don't want, like, one of the things I really want our team to know is, like, it's not something that I want to just put up on the wall. It's like, I need to feel that connection with it. And I want our team to feel it, too. And so I'm really trying to live it and really yeah. trying to, to to make it something and and it's harder to do than it than than it sounds. Right. So that's one thing that that I need uh, to wake up every single day is to really know that I'm accomplishing that. Um, you know, I what I want to share uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times is with the mountains and with some of my climbing is just this amazing experience. It's like I love to be in control so much uh, and operationally have everything so succinct. That's what I love about the mountains. It's like I don't have any control on any of that. Mm-hmm. I go out there and it's like I have to adapt and change and move. And it helps me as a father, business person to understand that like you can't control these elements. Mm-hmm. Some things, uh, um, you know, come in. And, and I think that that's healthy is that you throw yourself out of that, that natural rhythm. So, and I want to share that with other people because I think it's such an amazing experience yeah. that anybody can go do. So that's what I want people to, to experience through some of the things that I'm doing. And what don't they know about me? Um, gosh. You know, um, I, I shared my purpose statement. Um, and I think that that's something that, that I think is really important is that um, if you sit down and actually ask yourself, like, what your purpose is in life, and, and it's a really hard exercise. I'm 39 years old when I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm glad to actually share it. Like that, that, that my purpose is, is what happens afterwards and, and the story that I have to tell. And it's like, I wish more people would sit down and, and think about that because I think you're going to be so much further along by just actually asking yourself the question. It doesn't mean you have to have the perfect answer. Right. Some people are more poetic than others. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I think that that's, that's one thing that, that it's kind of cool to just be able to share that and to be able to say it out loud. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you coming by. It is my pleasure. It's my pleasure to be uh, working with you on your journey. It's my pleasure to be a friend. It's my pleasure to have you be here and share this with us. So thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you. It's been awesome. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. Uh, Make sure you guys like and subscribe. You're going to want to get this. Listen, we have some of the best leaders in our community, and we're getting them to share their knowledge with you. So make sure you like and subscribe so you can always get those first. Follow us on all of our socials at Think3D Solutions. And, of course, you can follow us on the webpage at letsthink3d.com. Until next time.